amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, hello there. Welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. We had some technical problems, but we are back and uh, we are figuring it out. So you know what? Let's just reset, Cal. Let's reset the whole thing. Can we do that? Yeah, we can. We're gonna. Not only can we, we're going to. So okay. So like it never happened. Ready? Like we're gonna do this. Hello there. Tonight's episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete is brought to you by Gotham Sports Network, a new great place for New York sports blog and opinion. The guys are doing everything there, all New York sports and pop culture, some great entries every day. So go check it out. Go to GothamSN.com. That's GothamSN.com and go see what these guys have going on. Gotham Sports Network, all New York, all the time. All right, time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Then we're going to do this. <laughs> we're tonight's entertainment. Sounds very familiar. Go ahead. It's like Deja Vu all over. Challenge him. Come on. Franks and beans. Scoop of chocolate, scoop of vanilla. Don't waste my time. <laughs> I strenuously object. Is that how it works? Hey, Willie. Ow. Willie. And 47 New York Sports Talk Podcast. Hi! Goodness gracious, we had some technical problems, but we are live. And we are about to talk New York Sports, specifically New York Mets. Because I don't know if you've heard, but the New York Mets are going to the World Series. Yes, we are live. It is Friday night. It is 9.09 p.m. We tried this at 9 o'clock. Not so much. But we got it all figured out. We are all here. We are all accounted for. It is time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, live from Comac, New York, from New York, New York. The city's so nice they named it twice. He's working in Manhattan tonight and from Newtown, Pennsylvania. Yup. Where I am converting people to Mets fans, one Philly fan at a time. That's not even remotely happening. It's Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Talking New York Sports Night, episode number 247, or Kevin Elster, Jesse Roscoe. 
however you want to do it. I thought that appropriate, given that the Mets are going to the World Series. Hey, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, the aforementioned Sam Pete, Steve Sampietro. Um, thanks for joining us. This is episode number 247 of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Talking New York sports nice. No big deal. Get a cup of coffee. Get a glass of wine. It's a Friday night. So pants optional, as always. Um, but, uh, yeah, So uh, we're going to do this, and it's going to be real fun. Hi, Cal. Hi, Steve. Hey, buddy. What was that? Um, well, we can't video chat because I'm using Skype to call into the show. I see. Right. So we can we can certainly FaceTime it. Um, I would love that. I would love to see your faccia brute, your faccia bell. I don't, I, don't, I don't have enough battery for that to happen. No, huh? Here he is. That's all right. Mr. Brian Calviva-Castillo. Caliente, the co-host of the program. Brian Calvi, hi, Brian. Hi, Steve. And how are you? I'm all right. Has anything happened significant since the last time we spoke? Significant? Yes. What's, what's, um, what's your definition to, of significant? To what am I referring? No, 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 no. No, no. Oh, significant. Um, I all I want to know is what your definition of the word significant is. Um, maybe something yeah. that hasn't happened in oh, 15 years. Wow. Oof. Oof. I don't know. <laughs> what was that? I... <laughs> did you did you just do a little blow up? A little no, just woo. You know the sound effects that you make when you're trying to think of something, right? Yeah. Hmm. Um. Um. Yeah. The uh, the Mets are in the World Series. It's not even. It's not even like, hey, the Mets might make it to the World Series. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No, they're, they're, so they're in, there. They're, as a matter of fact, they're in the World Series waiting for someone to join them. That's right. They're so far ahead of the curve. Look, we, we literally have a scroll of a Santa Claus Christmas good-bad list to get to tonight. That We're, we're just going to – I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. So, you know, buckle up, Francine, Okay. Cause it's cause it's happening. It's happening tonight. I I, I just I can't. I need to see your face. We got to figure out a way to do video. Oh, we have come to. on. I need you to see need your to face. See my, you, please. After the last two weeks, my face is not one to be seen. Let me tell you. You've been taking this very hard. Let's bring PJ in here and speak to him. I I think he's Quickly. working tonight. Yeah. Let's get him. Bring, get let's him get him in here. here. We haven't had him on in like eight months. Cause don't forget he didn't do our little show a couple weeks ago. 
That's right. Remember, he was, uh, I think it was his wife, uh, his wife's anniversary. I don't think it was his anniversary. No, just his wife's. Just his wife. And uh, she, she, I guess she had a great time. He is the Bishop Pop Culture PJ. He sure is. Hi, Peach. Thank you very much for unmuting me because I, um, I, I can't hit buttons on the switchboard and unmute at the same time. I am MacGyver. <laughs> yeah, is that like walking and chewing gum at the same time? You can't do that. Hey, how about the Mets, PJ? Are you excited? I, I watched Mets games. You I did. I made my family watch Mets games. Am I shouting? I made my family watch. Met games with me. Wow. Wow. And we were cheering. That's awesome. My wife and I sat with a glass of port. We drink port, <laughs> you know. Pork? What? <laughs> port. <laughs> yeah, that's pork. Why would you drink pork? Not, sat not, with a glass not, a glass of the fat. Not starboard, <laughs> but port. Did you drink with the a, with a T? With a T. Oh. Did you? You know, you know when, when milk gets old, it turns into yogurt. When wine gets old, it turns into, it pork. Turns into port. If you take it turns care, into if pork. You take care of it. Did it you drink the pork? <laughs> Did you drink the fat, Peach? Like the, the bacon grease that your mother used to leave around? Did I? What do you think bread was for in my house? Dipping right in the fat. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason we had bread. Oh, bread love is it. a mop. Oh, that is, yeah, bread is just a, a conveyance for the pork fat. Seriously, I am shouting, aren't I? You're, you're very excited, and you're also not on your $17,000 microphone. Come on. Come on. Come Are you on. working, just, Are you working just tonight? I checked eBay. It, it's going up in value. I think simply because it's being used on the show. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but Cal, my, kids, my kids tell me I shout, so um, if I shout, I apologize. You're always, you've always been a shouter. It's okay. It's all right. Well, we, we're happy to have you here. We have to get to the Mets. But I'm so pleased you were watching the Mets. With a glass of horse. That's a little, what are you, an aristocrat? What did, did, you guys, did you guys have the Mets playing in front of you? We had a glass of port. We had a block of red Lester. <laughs> Bring me Daniel Murphy. He amuses me. And, and, and we broke off pieces of red Lester, drank our port, and cheered. It was good stuff. That Matthew Harvey. He's quite a handsome devil. Do you think he would come to the living room? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not the doctor from Lost in Space. You don't. <laughs> I envision you in like Elizabethan clothes, <laughs> watching the Mets, like with a, a lute, play, like Danny's playing the lute. All right. <laughs> oh, this is quite a contest. The, 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 the Chicago are certainly ribald. Pour me another glass. All right. Of Yes, it was exactly like that. I was just trying to cover up. All right, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't exactly like that. 
I'm so pleased that we've turned you into sort of like a Met fan. I am. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but I love the postseason. You have to and, do that. And no, no, you know you that. Have to that. You or like this job, don't you? <laughs> in well, in this contest, there was certainly no other team I wanted. In this contest, he calls it. In, in, uh, in this contest. In this. In this sporting contest. In these feats of 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 strength and daring. There's no one I preferred more than the Metropolitans of New York, of New Amsterdam. Well, <laughs> Is that what I you guys call it up, all right? Do you guys call I'm them classing up baseball alone. Do you call them the New Amsterdam Metropolitans? Maybe by the end of the World Series, somebody will be classy with me. <laughs> Ooh, I did so enjoy that contest between the New Amsterdam Metropolitans and the Baby Bears. You sit there with, with your tube sticks and your peanuts. I know what you're doing with your peanuts. You watch your mouth. Yeah, you watch you your, can't talk you to us like that. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's filthy, and so are we. Great. Great. Way to ruin the World Series, PJ. Yeah, great. PJ ruined it. We haven't even started talking about it yet. PJ ruined the World I Series. I haven't even begun to talk about the oysters. <laughs> the wet bar. <laughs> you guys have a full, have a full raw bar for every game. Like, wow, these guys. <laughs> they know what they're doing. You sure you're not a Met fan? Cuz you are. You are classing it. Um, <laughs> we're going we're, we're going to go talk about the sport ball. Now, right. are you are you going to go <laughs> Are you going to go see a joust? <laughs> Weather permitting? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That all depends. That all depends on the weather. Um, we'll talk right. to you in a bit. We we love having you back. It's good to be back, man. If you need him, he'll be in the study <laughs> with the candlestick. Oh, right. Yep. Let's get to it. All right, it is time for the big unload. And seriously, what else could we be talking about tonight? Uh, the New York Mets are in the World Series after a clean sweep of the Chicago Cubs in the National League Championship Series. The Mets raised the pennant uh, for the National League for the first time since 2005, uh, 2000 in 15 years. And we, look, Cal, I, I've thought of, I've been thinking about this show and how we're going to do this show today all day. I've been thinking about, like, how can we unpack this? How can we... I, I, I feel woefully unprepared then, because I just started thinking about it five minutes ago. Right. Well, then, basically, this is an industry standard show. Um, this is <laughs> number 247. Same as the industry last standard. 246. Yeah. Or to you, industry standard. Um, no, but I've been thinking... We've been talking about it. Like, how to unpack this? Where do we start? Because the last time we spoke... They were about to take on the Dodgers. In uh, oh no, it was after the slide. It was on the Monday night, right? Sure, the Sunday night after the Utley. The uh, right after, after the Utley, the Utley so, so the series was one-one. Of course, the Mets win that series in five in very dramatic fashion. Um, I was at Game Three. You were at Game Four. Um, just absolute craziness. Then you were at Game Two of the NLCS. Um, 
just so we this has been our life. They played nine games in what, like fifteen days or fourteen days? Um and so Yeah, so this has been our life for the last, you know, two weeks. And then of course I had um a, a professional opportunity that I was uh taking advantage of, which was great. Um we talked about it a little bit um in the last episode. I had some more of that, so that was great. I, I actually shot a television show. So um there'll well, be further say it now. I can say that I, I did that. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. That's I can't say I can't say what. That's okay. Yeah, I can't say what or what I did, but um I had a uh, a pretty nice little part on a television show. So um Congratulations. I, thank you. That's, as that's I have, awesome. We're very proud you. of you. It was a great experience and hopefully there's more uh in the offing. Um those of you who have listened to the show know that um I uh, am an occasional actor. Uh <laughs> The price is right, really? Really, the price is right. Um, I was in. And uh, I will, I will uh, professionally the, be hitching my wagon to you. The A and E True Hollywood Story of The Price Is Right. Did you watch the Saved by the Bell? The the show? No, the biopic. No. The little, the little. Did you watch the Nine Hundred Two One Zero? No. They are both DVR'd. If they have been on in the last two weeks. It, it could be on Mars, for all I know right now. Seriously. You just, you just turned into your mother. I, Using I, It could be on Mars as a qualifier is your mom. Congratulations. That's my mom? Okay. Yeah. Well, but listen, that's... that's it could you, be on you, Mars, Brian. You said it. Our Well, it's been my life for it's two been, weeks. Can least. you please sing that like Bon Jovi? I cannot. Okay, that's fair. You can, you can ask me to. I'm just not going to be able to. Right. Um, right. It has been. It has been our absolute uh, existence for, for two weeks. Um, it, you know, it's it's also fair to say that, um, and I'll be able to talk more about the acting thing another time, and hopefully there's more coming, so we'll put that to bed. It was a great experience, uh, and uh, hopefully there'll be some more. Um, but... I think we the way we well the, here's where I want to start. I've had some conflicts in watching these games. That oh? has affected right. That has affected the way I've watched them, as opposed to you sitting there nine games, two of them you were at just tormented. Oh, you logistical conflicts you've had. Correct. Correct. Not internal. Well, there's been a lot of internal conflict. Would you call it strife? Yes. Okay. Um, but I, I, I want to start there. I want to okay. start with, before we talk about the World Series and we talk about the matchups and we talk about the job they did against the Cubs and we talk about all the specific baseball stuff, I want to ask you to get to this point, not just this nine games, but take this season as a whole. And take the last six years as a whole, and 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 then get. This is why you've watched these games this way. I feel like, right? Uh, what way? I mean, I'm completely invested in them, and I I would think that most fans of our ilk are 
exactly as invested in these games as I am. That's fair to say, right? Yes, absolutely. It, I'm, you, I, happen to, I, you happen to be one of them. You tell absolutely. me. I framed it incorrectly. What I, The way I've been envisioning this, Bri, is we have what this team has been through in the last six years, what we've been through this year with this team, knowing that they could be good, imploring management and ownership to let them be good. Then they did it. And then, so it's to me, it's six years, this year, the last nine games. Well, I go, I would go back. I would start with it being nine years. I think, I think this era goes back to when uh, Beltran struck out against Adam Wainwright. Because everything that's happened since then has led to this point. This is the whole era. This, this nine-year period from when Adam Wainwright struck out Carlos Beltran and you thought you'd be back and they didn't get back and they collapsed. And then they collapsed. And then they opened the new park. And then they, they had Bernie Madoff and they had to cut the payroll dramatically. And everything that's happened over the last nine years has now led to this point. So that's I would go back to that. I would go back that far. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I, the reason I took the six was the Madoff factor of it. Yeah, but one of one of the key pieces of September this year was the fact that we had to get the curse off of our back of, right. of choking in September. Yep. Yep. And that's that goes fair. back. That's that's back even before Madoff. Absolutely. So you're right. It's a piece of it. It's absolutely a piece of it. So yeah. So that's so that's so watching the games down the stretch when they had an eight-game lead and their magic number was three and everybody was partying, and I was, I was getting tense and nauseous. You were Even a wreck. at that point. You were a wreck. I was a wreck, which was, which was completely irrational, except yep. to me, because we hadn't yet gotten over that hump of not collapsing. Right. Right? So next year, if in September they're up by eight games, I'll probably be wearing a party hat because we've gotten over the hump. I won't have to worry about it anymore. Wait, you'll be wearing a party hat? Yeah. <laughs> or or whatever, you would, whatever you would wear to indicate being relaxed. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not a party hat. Party hat's fine. I, I, uh, I, I want to see that. I want to watch you wear, watching the last nine games with a party hat on. <laughs> like, why is Cal wearing a birthday hat? What is, is he... Did he hit his head? Oh no! It's it's symbolic. <laughs> Can it? Uh, yeah, no, I I agree. That was so. Let's go back nine years, right? I was at the last game. I was let's at go the last back playoff to that. game. Perfect. That's perfect. Right? So they exercised that demon, okay? But the the and and I totally agree with you. In September, I was nervous. Everybody's partying. I was completely nervous. Wasn't happy until they popped the champagne on winning the division, right? Great. Right. I'm So once they're in the playoffs, I'm having this weird feeling about the last six years or seven years. So that, that was behind me. Good. Done. We put that to bed. I'm having this overall weird feeling about the last six or seven years since Madoff. What was that? 2008? 2009? December of 2008, right? Like December 11th, 2008. Was that the day? 
It's just somewhere in there. Um, because I have despised ownership so much in that time. And over the last five years, they've given you a lot of reasons to despise them. And to, to, to say that they have run the team well over the last five years is ridiculous, I think. I feel like. I agree. I'm trying not to make, I'm trying not to make definitive statements, but you can't deny the fact that the team has become a national joke over the last five years. Ha- yes, yes. I mean, they, they were a complete national joke. Like, they were a punchline. I mean, see, as, re- as recently as this year. Yeah, see at least, you know, 10 pop culture type places, Family Guy and on, where they were the punchline. Steve, as recently as July 29th, when Wilmer Flores was crying on the field, they were a national joke at that point. Right, and and but it's it, and I totally agree. But it it's uh, so much of this has been ownership, right? They lost one of their best players because they couldn't afford to pay him, or they didn't want to. They, you know, everything with David Wright, like and his injuries and the slashing of the payroll. I mean, they had one of the lowest payrolls in baseball in New York. So I'm having this weird conflict. Like, what what changed? Or did anything change? Or did Sandy Alderson, a guy we were sick of, and you, I've been one of his biggest, but we've been doing this show for six years. I've been one of his biggest supporters, and I even turned on the guy. I was tired of hearing the rhetoric. Is it just, was Dan right? Was our buddy Nello right? Was he right? Was he right? Was he, because he has told us all along I love what Alderson. He's a Yankee fan. For, for you know, for all our uh, listeners out there, our buddy Dan, huge Yankee fan, but doesn't root against the Mets at all. And he's been telling Cal and I we're ridiculous. He's building the greatest pitching staff of all time, and when it's time to make a move, he'll make a move. So he kept telling us, and he was right. Was we it? had abs- we had absolutely no confidence he would make that move, and he did it. I'm torn. I saw the Wilpons holding the National League Championship Trophy the other day. And I still hate them, but I kind of felt good for for Fred. Did feel good for Jeff? No, no. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 really nothing that Jeff Wilpon can do that. Well, I just don't care for him. But that's okay. We're I, not here to talk about that, right? Now. Right. But even watching to... Fred Fred Wilpon hold that trophy, Brian, wasn't that weird? It was. It was extremely weird. Because. It, it it goes back to what I've been like the prevalent feeling that I've had throughout all of this. The one the one thing I keep coming back to is look we we're we're huge baseball fans. We've been watching it our whole lives. When it gets to October, the Mets are never in it, but we watch it and we watch everybody else go through the champagne celebrations and the trophy presentations and getting shirts on the field. And we watch everybody else go through that. And this year, these last two weeks, we're watching the Mets do it. And it's just, it's surreal to me. It, it just, it, it, there's a, a huge part of this that just doesn't like, I'm watching it, 
my eyes are seeing it on the TV or on the field, and I'm not, I'm not grasping it. And to your point, seeing Fred Wilpon get the National League. It was. Hold on a sec, Brian. You're cutting out for a sec. Hold on. There we go. You should be good. Okay. So should yeah, I do all see, of that again? No, no, no. Just just the last part. Seeing seeing Jeff Wilpon is the weirdest of the weird. Hold that trophy. It is. Fred, Fred Wilpon. Yeah. Or a Fred. And Jeff. It, it's the strangest thing. I mean, seeing Terry Collins make every move correct. <laughs> like, like all of a sudden he's a delicate genius. Well, you know, it's it's a star. I mean, we could talk about that separately because that's baseball. I just want to get this weird feeling out of the way. (laughs) I'm trying to get rid of it. Like, here's another here's another one for you. Here's another one for you. How how the last six years? Let's you want six years? Let's do six years. For the last six years, you can count on one hand the number of sold-out crowds at City Field, place was had a little buzz to it, right? Yeah. And one of, of them was the All-Star game. And one of them wasn't even their game. That's correct. Right? And now, the place has got bunting everywhere. People are waving towels. They've There's packed bunting. it in with standing room only. <laughs> it's strange. It's very side, strange. A little side note. Uncle Tommy... Loves bunting. He's got a weird thing about bunting at the ballpark. So when we got there for game three, which was the first playoff game in City, it was not enough bunting for him. You know you know what it was? He I was noticed the same thing. It's funny you mention that. I felt that the bunting was too small. <laughs> it was too sm- And it wasn't on the brick. He wanted it on the brick. Oh. Because I thought there was plenty of bunting in the stands. It's in the decks, but smaller than normal. He wants it. He wants it on the brick. He wants more bunting. He wants brick bunting. (laughs) He commented on it. Like that's one of those things with someone you love like that, like your uncle or your dad or you know something like that. Like one of the first, we got into the stadium like two hours early because we had standing room only tickets. One of the first things he noticed. It just and it's just a quiet, just a. I mean, Uncle Vin, uh, Uncle Tommy doesn't really do anything loud, anyway. But it was a quiet little turn to me, like uh, a little light on the bunting. I said, "Um, what?" Like I'm like, like you, if they were like taking batting like practice, the seams because you're in City Field for a playoff game for the first time ever, and you turn to your uncle, and it's, it's a little little light on the bunting. Could it? Could it, and 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 again, I thought maybe I was catching the tail end of BP, <laughs> like maybe like yeah, yeah, I'd like to see the pitchers. By the way, the staff can't get down a bunt. I'd like to see the pitchers, you know, working on the what? Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about the pump and circumstance. Oh, my bad, my bad. Loves bunting, loves it. There again, was uh, weird, weird to was, see it. There was more opening day. Is what he added. Oh. All right. But anyway, um, yeah, the the place was I I've never even come close to seeing City Field that way, and I was there at the second game ever there, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. Yeah. Uh, you know, I said to uh uh well not said to I had uh, uh 
spoke with DJ Short. We were going back and forth on Twitter talking about, and he said, I was never there for Shay shaking. He said, but I got to imagine last night was pretty close. And I, and uh, I said, I said, last night, I said, Shay shaking was amazing. The way Shay would shake. I said, I've never experienced anything like that except at the Coliseum. But last night, that first game was pretty good. It was electric in that stadium, especially when Tejada walked out on the cane. Yeah. Oh, that was dirty pool by the Mets. That was completely dirty pool. No, it I love I love every bit did, of it. Somebody else did that recently too. Somebody else did that in the last couple of years. I can't remember really? who it was. Oh, it was that wasn't the, Yeah. You know, you know but, what? I'll, uh, you know what I'll tell you. What I'll tell you about the difference between Shea and City Field. It's different. It's never. It can never be Shea, ever. It can never be Shea. It's not built like Shea. No. It's smaller than Shea. It's never going to be like that where the stands are rocking, and that's fine. That's fine because it's going to be its own thing. It's starting it's to become different. its own thing. Yep. And it's it's different and it's electric, like you said. And there's and there's and it's it's gorgeous. Yep. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's it's beautiful when you go in there for that atmosphere. Yeah, and I went on Sunday night, and it was thirty degrees. It was freezing. Right, it was cold for a football game. Right, and and people were loud. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. Look, we've gotten to this point. I just wanted to discuss the idea of the conflict of really still not thinking that ownership has done a good job. So that takes us to ter- uh, to Sandy Alderson. And I want to talk about a critical mass point in the Mets season, Brian, that has brought us to this point. And we did a show the night afterward, or maybe that night, because it was a Thursday, right, against against Kershaw and uh, in July. Yeah. I think we might have been doing a show as the game was going on. Because remember, did they make the trades for Kelly Johnson and Juan Uribe like during that game? No, they made the trades the next day. The next night. Right? Yeah, we didn't we, – yeah, I don't think we did a show because you hadn't moved in yet or you weren't settled yet. Right. We had taken most of July and August off. Right. Well, anyway, um, you're, you're right. But we talked about this game at the time. Oh, yeah. No, we did. And we And we speculated what I'm about to say definitively I feel like now. If if anybody wants to point to a turning point in the Mets season, there's a number of them. But I feel like the day that this franchise turned around, maybe maybe like totally, things turned around, was the day that they faced Clayton Kershaw and Terry Collins. I'm, I'm going to look up the game, Bry, just so we have it. I can, I can tell. What do you want, the lineup? I can tell you what it was. I want the lineup. Because... Because it was going into the game, right? So it was a Thursday night. That yep. Thursday afternoon when they posted the lineups, the entire world looked at it and went, what the hell is going on here? This might be the first no-hitter that you could predict before the game even starts. Yeah, I believe. I, I remember think, the reaction? Yes, of course. I remember talking to you and being like, this can't be a serious lineup. And it was the Mets playing the Dodgers. I think it was a Thursday night. I'm going to look it up. 
It, it totally was because the next, I went the next night, which was the Friday night, and we'll get to that in a minute. So it was Kershaw versus Cologne. The Mets at this point are 49 and 47. They're three games out of first place. Right. The Dodgers are 55 and 42 in first place. Okay? Right. The Mets roll out against Clayton Kershaw this lineup. You ready? Curtis Granderson, Ruben Tejada, Wilmer Flores batting third. John Mayberry Jr. in left field hitting 165. Campbell at third base hitting 176. Lucas Duda at first base hitting 237. Juan Lagares in center field hitting 254. And Anthony Recker at catcher hitting 130. Okay? And I believe it was the first time, like, this was game number, what, 97? I think it was game number 97 that it was the first time that three non-pitchers, three position players, were in a lineup hitting under 200 at the same time. Like in modern history. Like guys with like a certain amount of plate appearances by that point. Like with over 100 plate appearances or something like that. It was it was historic. And the reason I point to this game is, and, and of course, Clayton Kershaw almost, he had a perfect game, went into the eighth. I think it was the seventh. It was yeah, the, the seventh. seventh Granderson let off the seventh for the hit. Right. And he was pissed that he lost a no-hitter. He was pissed. Right, because he thought he had it in the bag. He, and he cruised yeah. through that game, yeah. as, as you would expect him to. Right. And Lucas Duda got picked off in that game, by the way. Um, good job, everybody. Um, the reason I point to that is the turning point of the season is I believe, and we said at the time, this isn't Monday morning, uh, hindsight. That's 2015. (laughs) That's a callback to last episode. Um, I believe Terry Collins put this lineup out there on purpose. I really do. I really think this was on July 23rd. They were two games out of first place or three games out of first two games above 500 and they had no help and the trading deadline the trade deadline was 8 days away and i think terry collins said you got to make a move we're 3 games out of first place and this is the lineup i have to put out there you got to make a move you have to and they did and I think well, I think I, I have a theory, Cal, that it started with the manager and the coaches looking at this team and saying, you know, and, and in July and saying we're three games out. The Nationals are a mess. We have a shot here. We don't know if we're going to get right back, but we're probably going to get Darno back. We have a shot with this pitching. Give us some help. And I think they went to Alderson. I think this this was a statement. I think Alderson looked at it, and, and that was the game too, Cal. If you remember, afterward, there was a quote from an anonymous player in the in the locker room who said, how the hell are we supposed to win? Matt Harvey, right. How the F are we supposed to win with John Mabry Jr. as our cleanup hitter tonight? You know, the best part about that quote was it wasn't followed by no offense. So they didn't care about offending John Mabry Jr. No. Poor no. Guy. 
and 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 again, you know, John Mayberry Jr. probably is the best baseball player we'll ever see if we were playing with him in Central Park. But he's not a major league baseball player. Well, now, now let me ask you a question. Do you think had Terry Collins not done that, the wheels would have been set in motion to make these deals? Do you think that all would have happened had he not done that? I honestly don't know. I don't know Stunt if they would have. You know, I hate that expression. I know you do. If you're going to do that, come with truth serum, please. Because why would there ever be a gun to my head about a... Now, truth serum is realistic. It's Somebody realistic could use... someone would, would inject you with truth serum to, to get your true feelings on this topic. That's correct. That's realistic, right? That I can, that, that I can see. That's feasible. Okay. But a, but a gun to my head? No. All right. Truth serum? Tell me. What do you think? I don't think he would have... Wow. I think this was I think wow. this was the message. I think they had been begging them for help and he put that lineup out there and it embarrassed Sandy Alderson. It embarrassed You're, him. Are you telling me I want to make sure I got this straight. You're telling me Terry Collins embarrassed Sandy Alderson into making those deals? I'm saying that it set in by putting that lineup out there against Clayton Kershaw. After what I understand and have read and uh, and sort of know was two weeks of them campaigning for Terry Collins to make a move, with the trade deadline seven days away. I think he absolutely did it on purpose. Listen to his quote. I went back and read his quotes after that game, and he was like, well, "What do you want me to do?" This is all I have. This is all I have. Can I give you my theory? Well, let me finish mine. Oh, I don't think I don't think he. I don't think he shamed him into trades. I think that was the wake up call to Alderson that I need to do something here because they do have a shot. And I think it went up the chain. I think it started with Collins and the coaches and the players. And then it went to Alderson, and Alderson said, you know what? He's right. i got to do something here. I can't, I can't run that lineup out three games out of first place. And then I think it went to management, and management said, no. I mean, uh, ownership. They said, no. they said, what's the problem? We're, 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 gonna, we're about to play meaningful games in September. The team's at 500. Why do we need to make a move? I, I, Cal, I would bet $8,000 I don't have on this. And, and it took Alderson convincing them. And you heard how the Cespedes trade went down. And then finally Jeff says, okay, do it. Yeah, but, uh, but Alderson didn't necessarily want to make the Cespedes trade. And Jeff told Again, him to do it. Alderson had to be talked into it too, Cal. This is what I'm saying. Alderson had to be convinced that this was the time to make a move. I think this lineup and this night convinced him that he has to make a move. Because Alderson doesn't want to part with his – he doesn't want to part with Fulmer. He loves him. This is the critical mass point night, I think, in this season. Yeah, but he wasn't I, – I agree, I agree with you. I agree with you that, that, that if you want to point to – because a lot, a lot of people like to point to the day before as rock bottom. The day before was the uh, was the game that Familia blew against the Padres, 
where they went to the rain delay with one out in the ninth. Yeah. That was, so a lot of people point to that as like rock bottom of the season because they had a win against the Padres. That no. wasn't the day before. That was later. That was later on. That was the next week. The day that before was the, next... was the loss to the Nationals, where Parnell yeah. blew the game. Thinking of the, I'm thinking of the Justin Upton homer was the day before the National Series the following week, before yeah, the Cespedes no. trade. They took the first so, two so of the National Series. Right. So, the peop, so people point to that as, as rock bottom, but I think you're right. I think, that it was, I think rock bottom was even before that. Yeah, I, and I don't even necessarily know if rock bottom is what I'm looking for here. It's more the direction of the franchise, to me, and what Sandy Alderson was doing changed that day. All right, so what happened the next day? What happened on the Friday? Friday night, they lose to the Dodgers 7-2. to two. Nice gets right, blown that was, out. That was Jonathan Nice was having a baby, and he shouldn't have yep. been on the mound. Shouldn't have been on the mound. Instead. All right, okay, All I right. went to that game. Yep. And before the game started, the buzz they in, the, traded. in the park. Right, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, they, they, you were in the park. You tell me. What was the buzz? Go ahead. They, 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 they got Juan Uribe and Kelly Johnson from Atlanta. Right. Okay, that was a trade that nobody saw coming. Certainly not us. We had talked about it. Nobody saw that coming. And and uh, what, talked about him making a move for professional hitters, and that's exactly what he did. Right. But what else did he do before that, that day? He brought up Conforto. Right. And I think if you want to talk about him being shamed into anything. Again, Conforto is part of it. Uh, Absolutely. No, right. But I think – but I'm, I'm going to point to the lineup that Terry Collins put out on Thursday – led to Conforto coming up on Friday. And because the trade. They were, it all happened on the same day. No, but, but the trades had to be in the works. He didn't just call up Atlanta and say, hey, give me those two guys. They had, he had to have, he had, to have right. had discussions with Atlanta leading up to that. So maybe the trade was in the works the day before, and then on the Friday, after getting embarrassed on Thursday night, with the worst lineup I've ever seen, and I've been a Mets fan a long time, he calls up Conforto and finalizes the trade? And finally parts with a piece and trades for the first time for a major leaguer. First time. Right, but he didn't, he didn't give up any pieces of note. It doesn't in that matter. Team. It was his first trade for a major league player. Not just one, two of them. Two of them. In his tenure as GM, he had not traded for a major league baseball player in, during the season. They traded for John Buck in the offseason, every trade he made in season was for minor league players. So this was the first, I, I'm, I'm sure it was in the works, Brian. I'm saying he pulls the trigger on it the same day he brings Conforto up. It's yeah, all but related I, but to me. What my point is, is that Thursday night heading into that Dodger game, I feel like he was having conversations with Atlanta about a possible deal. I don't think he had any intention of bringing Conforto up Thursday night. I think he made that decision okay. after that game. Like, cause that's, that's a decision. You don't, you don't have to have discussions whether you're bringing the kid up. You, bring, you call the kid up. That's it. That's it. We need help. Let's they bring were having discussions up. the whole week. We were reading about it all week. Remember, they okay. said they definitely weren't going to bring him up from AA, and then on Wednesday, maybe they'll bring him up. And I think they're all related. 
Okay. Just like I think they were probably having talks all week about maybe that trade. And then on Friday, he says, you know what? Enough of this crap. Don't forget that that trade was made seven days before the deadline. So it wasn't like it was a deadline trade. That was made a full week before the deadline. We're talking about the same thing. I, I, I think they're all related. Okay. I think on, on I think on that Friday he says, enough of this crap. Get Conforto up here, first of all. Second of all, let's get this trade done so I can get these guys in here. And you look at their lineup on that Saturday when they won 15-2 to two behind, you know, seven strong innings from Harvey – and Conforto goes four for four, and Kelly Johnson goes two for six with a home run, and Juan Uribe comes in and gets a base hit. All of a sudden, it's a different team. I think that is a. I think we're going to look back on that game as a critical mass point for Alderson. Now, we haven't even discussed <laughs> the serendipitous nature that they got you on a Cespedes. Because don't forget, we had Carlos Gomez. Maybe, right. You know, that that was supposed to be the trade. Or the fact that he brought Tyler Clippard in out of nowhere on the Monday. Right, knowing that Mejia was going to be suspended. Right, and then Mejia was suspended Tuesday. And then he went and got Addison Reed. He did that like later he, on, yeah. He hasn't stopped since the Uribe-Johnson-Conforto day. It was almost as if that night convinced him, A, we're only three games out, and B, we could win this. We can do this. So, to me, that's where it all changed, Bri. To me, it went from, uh, and I want to move on to the World Series itself, but to me, that it went from, although you had a great point that you wanted to bring up um, about the Cubs series. To me, it went from, the coaches and the manager and the players really grumbling about getting some help to Alderson. And then finally Alderson to ownership, like, look, just enough. I'm ready to do it. Let's do it. And then Wilpon, Jeff Wilpon having to tell Alderson, you know what? Let's do it. Let's go for it. Because he's hemming and hawing. That's how much he loves his prospects. So I, I think, I think that's where we've gotten. That's how we've gotten here now. You're not even going to talk about the Flores, Cespedes, Gomez situation? Absolutely. I, w- I would love to. Please, take us into that. All right. Thank, thank you. I have the floor. <laughs> <clears throat> so, <laughs> did you just adjust your tie? I did. Did you just put well, a tie I... on and then adjust it? Well, I'm a little nervous now. I have. I, I feel like I have. I have the floor here and... I have to say something important yeah. or just loud. I could just do it loud. Am I being loud? Important. I no, like not you. Not okay. you. Not you. Passionate. You're a passionate fan. You're Joe Every Fan. That's who you are. Every Fan is a uh, Scandinavian name, by the way. <laughs> it's Nordic. <laughs> Joe Every Fan. There's a- Johnny Allstaff. There's a uh, what are, what do they call those like a Johnny Holstaff. <laughs> like a doppel an ulot or something like that like above the with the, with the two dots over the yeah above the e above both e's o- over the argon in the over the a. word <laughs> Johnny every no, no, no. 
<laughs> you Johnny Every Fargan. Gustav Every Fargan. Gustav Every Fargan. That's the that's the Scandinavian Johnny Every fan. That's right. So over 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 in the Norway baseball league, when you got a must win game, who's pitching? Gustav Every Fargan. Gustav Every Fargan. Ah, go on. I you have the floor. So I'm sorry. I, I sidetracked. Nah, would you let July 29th was the night they got Carlos Gomez. They made the trade for Carlos Gomez. They traded Zach Wheeler, Wilmer Flores. They didn't pull Flores out of the game. We were texting that night. We couldn't figure yep. out why Flores yep. was still in the game if he had been traded. Only the Mets. So, so you're only the Mets scenario, right? Yeah. Only the Mets. Only the Mets could do this. They did this after the Uribe Johnson Conforto day, right? Yes. So while it looked like the corner was turned, they still pulled this foible, right? That's a word. <laughs> sure. Mis misstep. Whatever you want to call it. Guys crying on the field. People are making jokes about the Mets. Yep. Again, right? as usual. Again. They're getting Carlos, but they're getting Carlos Gomez. Sure. And, you and we're just time, we're just happy we're just happy they're doing something. We're happy they're doing something, but again, a little bittersweet about it. Thought that they were giving up too much. Didn't want to give up Wheeler in Didn't that trade. Wheeler. Right. Right. Then the trade falls through. For whatever, I mean, we don't, I don't think we ever fully found out why the trade fell through. No. Right. We had concerns about his medical report, but which apparently were were legit. Because he missed a lot legit. of he missed a lot of time with the Astros, but it seemed flimsy at the time. It did seem flimsy, <laughs> and we were convinced at that point. And then the next day was the day that they blew a lead in the ninth inning to the to the Padres. Justin Upton, a guy that the Mets were linked to, trying to get right. hit a home run off of Familia, and the Mets lost that game. And they headed, and that was the point where they headed into the Washington series. Washington was about to come in on the trading deadline with a three-game lead, and we were convinced, convinced, even though he had made the trades for Uribe and Johnson and Clippard and brought up Conforto, even after all that happened, on the morning of July 31st, we were convinced that the Nationals were going to come in and sweep the Mets right out of the playoffs, and they weren't going to make a deal, right? Correct. Correct. Convin- convinced. Yep. And then the whole Cespedes thing happened. <laughs> and then enter Cespedes. Right. And that and, just, and that that's what changed everything. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if Brad Fulmer goes on to win a Cy Young. It's 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 the best trade a Mets. It's the best trade the Mets have ever made. Do you care it, if Michael Fulmer? When Michael, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? What? You couldn't. You couldn't just let me have like anybody was going to know that. And Brad I did Fulmer? at least name at least name another major league player. A uh, first baseman. Yes. He's never he going to win a, a Cy Young. He was a pitcher in college. <laughs> he can't win a Cy Young. And if he did, you sure would care that a first baseman won a Cy Young award. That would certainly right, be look, unique. So. Terry Collins Brad likes the Fulmer, point. thank you. Michael Fulmer, thank you. Murray Fulmer, 
He's a tailor, actually. Murray, Murray Fulmer. Fulmer. He's my tailor. He is. I have a I have a tailor now in Newtown, Pennsylvania. Of course you do. Yeah. Yep. Got a milkman. Local, local local guy. Got a milkman. That's right. It's 1957 here, right? Toby McGuire just walked by in black and white. I have not seen Reese Witherspoon yet, but yeah, it's uh, and and uh, to, uh, Murray Fulmer is my tailor, good guy. Right, I got two. He I will not. Two. He'll also not be wearing winning a Cy Young. He won't be wearing a Cy Young either. Anyway, uh, it's uh, Michael Fulmer. It's the best trade ever. Well, that's not I, it's hyperbole, but okay. For the Mets, it's, little, it's one of the, the great trade trades. The Mets, it's one of the best trades the Mets have ever made. Sorry, is it, it better, is. Is it be- you don't have to apologize, but is it better I, than... I feel like than- I knew, because I got well, his name wrong. <laughs> well, no, you, you you also said it was the best trade ever. No, I meant for the Mets. Obviously not the best trade ever. Come on. For the Mets? Yes. It's one of the best trades the Mets have ever made. You Okay, okay, that's, that's better. You called it the best trade the Mets ever made. That's not. I can't have a little hyperbole? A little. I mean, co- I mean come on. Okay. Why you got to yell at me? I'm not yelling. I feel like you're yelling at me. I'm not yelling. I'm just I'm simply pointing out the absurdity of that statement when they have Noah Syndergaard and Travis Darno on the team. It's a pretty good trade. That trade was even better. Time will tell. Hey, <laughs> tomato, tomato, right? No, that's I I would put Syndergaard, Noah Syndergaard, and Travis Darno in the top five te- uh, trades the team's ever made. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So enough living in the past. Steve, take us to the present. Take us to the World Series. Let's go. It's, um, okay. I have to be done with the past. Can't we talk about the NLCS for a second? Oh, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I'm okay. not, I, let's not talk about July anymore. Well, July is very important for this ball club. It is. For this organization and this franchise, that was very important. But we've beaten because they, to they death. changed their they changed their philosophy entirely, entirely. Right. Years we begged them to make a trade. We said it at the beginning of the season in March on this program when they won eleven games in a row at the beginning of the season. You completely accurately called it fool's gold and said this is unsustainable. That's why I'm not excited about it, Steve. Because of this lineup, it's unsustainable. They're going to have to add to this lineup to be competitive for the division. Guess what? Just take a second. Take a bow. Do something. You were right. We were right. We begged him to do something. He did it, and they friggin' won. It's a miracle. <laughs> it is a miracle. I I'm not taking, I'm not, look, it's not, it's not something to take bows over. You know that. Yeah. But... Because it was, I, you know I'm why? Joking. Yeah, but you know why? You know why, Steve? Because it was obvious. It was it was clear as day that that's what they needed to do. Here's what wasn't clear as day, and this is how I'll end this. I have never been more happy to be absolutely 100% wrong about Sandy Alderson. Because I said, and so did you. On, on on these very podcast waves, he would never make a move. 
He would never part with young pitching. He would never part with young talent. And he, and we were not we were convinced he would not do exactly what he did. We were convinced. Con- convinced would have would have bet my kids' future yep. on that, which is a bright future. I've seen your children; they're adorable. Thank you, thank you. They're very talented too. But they this are was, extraordinarily we talented. We did an entire episode of a mea culpa. Yes, we did. Remember, so you say, you're saying Red Mea Culpa with Maya and Culpa. Actually, it's ready to make a culpa with culpa and Maya. You gotta switch right. it around. You switch it around. But that's, I mean, if I if I if I ever saw Sandy Alderson and had the chance to talk to him, I would I would the first words out of my mouth, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Would it be the Goodwill Hunting scene? Would he say it's not your fault? I th- I think he would try to be funny. And try to be like snarky about it. Would he have a fleece vest on? He would certainly have a fleece vest on. That's a, that's a given. That we know. Um, it's not your you, fault. Listen, Brian. You, listen, Mr. Alderson, you don't know who I am. <laughs> I have to apologize to you. Security? Hell, he was in Vietnam. He does not even need security. He'd take yeah, out, you, that, he'd take he'd take you out himself. You that's that's a that's the that's a great call. We were so wrong about him, yeah. and because we were wrong about him, they're playing now. They're where they are. Yep. As the, as the lead, like here's another one. I'm gonna sprinkle these in throughout the night because there's a okay. million of them. Like paprika. Um, yeah. Um, like do Adobe. You love, do you love? Oh, fancy. Do you love paprika? I love no. paprika. No. Really. Yeah. Like I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kick it out of my food. But I don't I don't seek it out. PJ, put a pin in this. Top five spices. Mount Rushmore of spices. Put a pin in Somebody's that four. for, for the four. fun month. Well, I went top five and then I said we'll take it down to four, Mount Rushmore. I know how many can faces we, are on the statue. Can we add a, a, like to Mount Rushmore? <laughs> can no. we add a can we, just so we could have it five? So when we call it the Mount Rushmore of something, I totally agree. Can we get the who is the sculptor there? Who is the guy? Can we is he still I, alive? I feel like it was done in like the thirties, so probably not. I just let's commission that. That's fine. Let's, <laughs> hey, listen. Listen up, political candidates in the two thousand sixteen election. Right. You want my vote? <laughs> let's put another face up on Mount Rushmore. I don't care who it is. I don't talk politics on this show. You want to put Reagan up there? Put Reagan up there. Knock yourselves out. I don't care. It doesn't. I just. I just need it, another face. Right. It's irrelevant to what we need. That's correct. Could be anybody. Right. Could be Taft. You want to throw Taft up there? Throw Taft up there. All right. So let me sprinkle this in. This is like a little. You know what? What do they call those? When when you sprinkle things in. Um, sprinkle. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. They, they, they call it something like you just drop in. Drop ins. Drops. Whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. A little drop in. A little drop in. Okay. Here's another one. I'm driving today, and I'm looking at the trees, and they're changing colors, and there's sure. leaves blowing everywhere, and it's cool out, and the Mets are still playing baseball, and that's weird to me. That's weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna do you one better. You ready? Please. It's it's week seven of the NFL. The the Jets are four and one. 
and about to go up to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots, the undefeated New England Patriots, in a battle for first place in the AFC East. Guess what? Haven't looked at a thing. You know what? They I could be playing that game, game on Mars. That's right. <laughs> for all I know. You know what? You know what I consider Sunday? A nice, relaxing sports rooting. It'd be ah, good. It'd be good. I'll settle in, watch the Jet game. Be nice. Get me ready for the World Series on Tuesday. Hey, so I, here's I'll a do you, do you one better. There's my drop in. Hey, well, listen. Since we're since we're one upping each other, Sprinkles. how about this one? How about this one? All right. Think back six months. All right. All right. All right, sir. Six months. Go back six months. Six months sure. from today. What was six months from today? I had a beard. April April 23rd. You had a beard. Why did you have a beard on April 23rd? The New York Islanders were in the playoffs. Right. Do you remember how ridiculous we were six months ago? Sure. And how, like, this was everything to us? It was. Right? Yes. Okay. So think back to that. Now think about how we're feeling now and how that looks like a walk in the park. A walk in the park. And, oh, by the way, how to do it. <laughs> the Islanders are 4-1. and one. Radio 101. There it was. Please. Yes. The Islanders. The team, the team that, that I couldn't do anything but think about for, for weeks, six months ago, Right. They're four and one, and they could be four and one on Mars for all I know right now. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I, I know it's, so it's unbelievable. Unpack it's that. Really... You, we've got a first place okay, hockey right, team. <laughs> we've got a first place hockey team. We've got a four and one football team, and it means nothing. You know it's... why? Yeah, I do. Say it. Because the Mets are in the World Series. The New York Mets are in the World Series. The New York Mets have made the playoffs eight times in their 54 seasons. Eight times. That means six times in our life. And they make it about every 7.75 years, right? Yes. Right. So about every eight years. But it's been bunched together. 69, kind of, yeah. 73, 86, 88, 99, 2000, 2006. Well, that, well, that's it. That kind of stands on its own. Well, that's six years. So they made the playoffs two years in a row, and then they made it six years later. That's not a tremendous amount of time. Okay. And then nine years later. Right. Right. But, but the playoff appearances are kind of bunched together. 69, 73, and then 13 years. 86, right. 88, and then 11, 11 years. 11 years. You know, 99, 2000, six years. Then six, and then 2006, nine years. Like, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of time in between there. So this brings us to the World Series, which, well, well wait, one thing on the NLCS. Holy Murphy. I, I, I've been watching baseball a really long time, Brian. So have you. You know the game very well, Steve. Well, th- so do you. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like we both do. 
Yeah, uh, have, have you ever seen anything like this in your I life? I just, I really just, not, I've seen it on like a personal level. Like in college, like a guy on our team got this hot. Yeah. For like but, 11 games, but never on yeah, a major league level. Well, it's the stage. Right, right. Never on this stage. Although, you know, David Freeze a couple years ago. Not like and, this. You know, it's uh, no, no. You're right. Not like this. Not like this. He's he has now done what no other baseball player has ever done in the history of baseball. And now yeah. Daniel Murphy has a number of those achievements under his belt, not for any good reasons. That's <laughs> right. Usually they're the most. Well, that's the the play in the Dodger game in Game Five, um, where he steals third base on the walk is. I, I mean, we we haven't had there's there's so much to talk about. We haven't had a chance to talk about that, but. It is just so remarkable. And, and Murphy, Daniel Murphy is a player that you and I have completely killed a number of times. Not because he's a bad baseball player. He's not a bad baseball player. It's because he he represented for the longest time a sort of losing mentality with this team. You yeah, know, that well, he, was, he, was, he was never kind of good enough. He was just good enough to like kind of hang out in the major leagues and play for the Mets. But he was never really, you know, advanced metrics aside, he was never really good enough to be an everyday player, we felt like. Right. Yeah, well, he's made an all-star team, and now he's had the greatest postseason so far of anyone ever. He's won an NLCS MVP. And he's won an so NLCS those, MVP. So, so those are his two, those are two achievements, so we were you know, and, and, and And look, nobody makes more rockhead plays on the base pass than he does. No one does. I mean, the, the Murphy moments are are unbelievable. But for him to be that aware, he's that that to me almost as much as the home runs shows you what a different level he's playing on right now. Right, and your point about how we always felt about him being a symbol of being losers, this team, a symbol turned of it entirely around. Yep, he turned it entirely around because he never had the opportunity to play when games meant as much as they do right now. And now he's playing in those games, and he's playing better than he ever has. So yep. he's proving us wrong there. Yep. No, absolutely. Remember- I, I, again, never never more thrilled to be dead wrong. Never more thrilled. Do, do you remember when he charged a bunt from second base earlier this yes. season? Yes. He's remember also covered, he's covered second base on a comebacker twice when without a shift. Uh, I mean... Uh, he he forgot how many outs there were, and he was walking off the field and got doubled off second base. Like you, you can't. These are you know. There's a million of them, but he's yeah. but he's he's that's a you know mea culpa number two to Daniel Murphy. Well, he's been great. I, I he's been great. He he's been ridiculous. And if you if you look at the way this team is constructed through the first two series of this playoff series, Jacob Degrom, who's been my my guy, you know. Since the day they called him up, gosh, he has so much Hershiser in him, Cal. He reminds me so much in this postseason of Oral Hershiser. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 astonishing, especially that that game five against the Dodgers, where he didn't have his best stuff and he gutted his way through it, and he got through somehow, gave you, you know, six innings or whatever. I mean, it was just it was astonishing. Hershiser, so, a great call. He he. 
he is a, an anchor of the staff. This pitching is so good. The way that they're built for Murphy to carry them, but then they get the home runs out of Duda in game. Uh, the home run out of Duda in game four, and Darno hits a home run, and David Wright has three hits in game three, and you know they're getting enough offense that going into um, the World Series, you feel kind of good enough that the offense can give you enough. But this pitching, Brian, I mean, and Wheeler's not even there. No. And I like Zach Wheeler a lot. So do you. Like, Wheeler's not even there. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, just an unbelievable job against the Cubs. Um, You know, I felt good about them in that series. I think I felt way better than you did. Going into it? Going into the Cubs series, yeah, I yeah, just I felt like if you can, I, I, Lester doesn't scare me, and if you could beat, you were gonna have to beat Arietta once, but after beating Kershaw and Cranky twice, and and you know facing them four times, like I figured they could do that once, yeah, and I just thought the power arms would be okay against that lineup. Lineup scared me, and they're gonna be good. I mean, they're, yeah, they're gonna be I mean, good. It's a cliche, but the the old adage about good hitting and good pitching, pitch, pitching right. wins most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. The Cubs also played very tight in that series. They played very poorly. The Mets played very yeah. aggressively. Which is surprising considering the manager. Considering I, wouldn't that, have expected, right. I wouldn't have expected a Madden team to play that tight. Yep. No, I mean, they had brunch I, I, on the field. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, I... I I just think also that the Mets played a very sharp series. You know, a very sharp series. And they scored in the first inning of every game, Brian. They scored in the first inning of all four games. You know what that does for your pitcher? Sure. It's just huge. Especially on the road. Huge, especially on the road. So, a tremendous job by them. We have a caller, and we're about to talk about the World Series. Should we bring the caller in? I don't know who it is, though. PJ can't screen. So it's a gamble. It's exciting. Do you want to go for it? Do you want me to screen it? Go for it. All right, let's go for it. Let's bring him in. Hello Tim. there. Cousin Steve. There he is. Bobby Ben. <clears throat> Two years ago, I talked about Dan Murphy on your show. He's my favorite ball player. I told you that before. For as many bonehead plays as you say he made, he made it up Nobody could make that play like he made the other day. Let's welcome I've never back. seen that in baseball in all the years that I've been watching. I have, but I was like in 11th grade, and I tried it, and I got thrown out by 14 feet. That, that was back. remarkable. Remarkable. Welcome back to the program, Cal. Direct from Nashville, Tennessee, our, our good friend, my uncle slash cousin, uncle, <laughs> uncle, cousin but uncle respect, Bobby Ben, Bobby, welcome back, and congratulations. Oh, you are, you can't imagine. You can't imagine uh, the the uh, the text messages that I've been receiving. You can't imagine. Okay. I I I can't. And I, and I got to see uh, Cal. I got to see Bobby a couple weeks ago when I was down in Nashville. Yeah, uh, that's I got correct. to see uh, he and his uh, his daughter, my cousin Michelle, um, who's the biggest fan of the program, as we know. Anytime that's we say right. Michelle's name, Bob. We gotta yeah. we gotta take a minute and talk about our biggest fan. 
Um, no, no, there's no question about it. As a matter of fact, yeah. we just came back from a football game. My grandson had a, his last game as a senior today. Tonight. Oh, wow, wow. <clears> last <throat> game, okay. huh? But I had a call in because Michelle told me you were going to be on tonight. Okay. Right. And and I had a call in, but but uh, let me tell you that uh, uh, in 1969, I was overseas when the Mets won. Okay. And I didn't see, I didn't wasn't able to watch the whole process. In 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 seventy uh, in uh, eighty six rather, in eighty six I was here in Nashville. Right. And uh, we didn't see too many of the games here in Nashville because you know Nashville was not at that time the sports of of the of the world. You know what I mean? It has <laughs> changed though. Right. <clears throat> okay, and I've told you those stories. Yes, but sir. But the uh, but this time I enjoyed every minute of it. It was great. It's uh, unexpected, obviously. It reminds me of the Miracle Mets. Uh, you know, right. who would have believed what they could have done what they did? And and, and it's almost uh, it's almost a duplicate in some ways. Okay, their pitching is marvelous, terrific. You're right. There's a wheeler still out there. Uh, uh, the four-man rotation has done wonderful. Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, I just wanted to call you and uh, congratulate you and. Cal, because I know you guys are, you know, great uh, Met fans. And now, you know, we, now if the Jets win the Super Bowl this year, <laughs> I'm finished. It's over. You know, <laughs> we walk you away. Know, That's and, it. We drop the mic. Anything, okay. anything is possible, though. You know. Well, Bob, Bob, while we have you, I have a couple. I have a uh, Cal and I both have a couple of questions for you because you are uh, essentially as ready to unload goes. You are the historian. Uh, you are oh, like yes, our Mets, Mets, Jets, and Islanders historian. And officially ready to unload historian. So, um, yes. and Cal is pledge master, by the way. So don't do anything out of line. Um, so <laughs> I'm watching. So uh, right. my right. my first question is: take the uh, take that '69 team. There have been a ton of comparisons uh, to this team, as you just made. Which is the better team, Bob? Who's the better team? Yeah, I honestly think that this is this is a better team. Uh, if you want to make it, you know, you talk about Dan Murphy, Daniel Murphy, well, you think about Svoboda, okay? And right. Svoboda making the play of all plays. Uh, the guy used to be a bonehead outfielder, let's face it, okay? <laughs> There's a lot of comparisons that way is what I was talking about. The pitching, right. yeah, you got uh, Kuzman, you know, had, you, you had uh, Seaver and you had and Kuzman, but you've got four guys here, okay? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, there was a Gentry, and there was, a, and there was, you know, Nolan Ryan, which was he was nobody at that time, you know, and right. and and uh, as a matter of fact, they traded him, I think, the next year, but the um, um, uh, that way, no comparison. First base, uh, you know, uh, uh, Duda is a terrific first baseman. I gotta tell you, he actually uh, is. As, he is a terrific, you know, and and I know that he hasn't been hidden, but it, you know, it looks like he's getting his, you know, what together right now. Yep. Right. And then, uh, you know, second base, well, you know, I've already talked about Dan Murphy. You know, the shortstop, you know, you had uh, Harrison out there. And now you got, you know, even this guy that's out there right now, Wilmer, Flores, has yep. played a good shortstop. I yep. mean, and, and third base, you know, right's right, you know. Yep. The outfield, you had uh, Cleo Jones, you had Tommy Agee, and and, uh, and and Svoboda, and sometimes a guy named Marchansky, if you remember. Yep. Yep. And 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 you know and and uh, the outfield that got there, it, it, there's no comparison. The, the outfield that's out there for the Mets right now are much faster, uh, quicker yep. to the ball. Uh, you know, even even though the you know uh, 
Uh, I mean, it's it's incredible. The, the catcher, you had Grody, and now you got your no, that's pretty similar. They hit in the same kind of style, you know. Right. Because Grody used to hit the right field, and that's what uh, Arno seems to be hitting. Okay. Yep. So yep. the relief pitching, the relief pitching has been terrific. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, I you know, uh, Clippard, you know, to me, uh, <laughs> scary. He's scary. Yeah, very, very nervous. I was, I was moving around a little bit, you know. <laughs> but the, uh, but uh, uh, you get, you know, and, and I think the key to health, believe it or not, I mean, when you, when you think, of, you got to think about the 42-year-old relief pitcher. <laughs> yep, Bartolo. How big yeah, is he? Yeah, so big? to me, I think this is a better team than 1969. I, I mean, I, I know that in 1969 they won 100 games and all that kind of stuff. Yep. 86, different story. You know, yes. I think it was a different story. They played. This team plays more like '86 than in '69, in my opinion. Right. Because in '86 they were a team. In '69 it was all surprises. Okay, right. so that's my comparison, anyway. Yeah. Cal, Cal, out, uh, I don't know. No, no, that's that's that's. I I I agree with you. I think this team is is better as well. I didn't get to see that '69 team, obviously. You know, got right. to see the the '86 team. A lot of people argue that the '88 Met team was better than the '86 Met team. Was a better well, team. except you know, when and, they played the Dodgers, right? Except when they played Hershiser. <laughs> I mean, Cal. Yeah, that's right. Cal and I were just about to talk about this, uh, and Cal, you were about to, um, or you were going to talk about um, uh, the idea of. Uh, we were about to talk about the World Series and the idea of going into this now. Who do we want to face? We were just about to get into that, right, Cal? So, um, you know, and right now, uh, spoiler alert: the the uh, Royals two to are one, yeah. yeah two to one in the bottom of the seventh. Yeah. Um, so it could be the Kansas City Royals. Cal, let me jump to you, and then we'll go to Bob. Um, what's your inclinations right now as far as who you would like to see the Mets face? Well, it's funny. I keep, I've been asked that all week, and. The the answer I'm I'm not supposed to say is I don't care. That's correct. But but I won't say that I don't care who the Mets face. I just can't choose between the two. Well, who do you I, think they match up better against? I mean, honestly, I think I think they match up differently against both teams, but I don't think they match up better against one or the other. They match up differently. So, in other words, Kansas City's got a much more athletic team. They've got a, a tremendous bullpen. Their starting pitching is okay. But Toronto has got a killer, killer lineup. Um, I, I, they probably, if I had to, truth serum? <laughs> yes, truth serum. No gun to okay. your head. Truth serum. All right. Um, they probably match up better against Toronto. Yeah, I, I think, think it's I think it's more clear cut than that. I think they match up, they definitely match up better against Toronto um than the Royals. I think I I think the Royals are the Cardinals and the Blue Jays are the Cubs. And I I think we just saw the Mets power arms beat the Cubs. And I think the the Cardinals would have given the Mets fits in the NLCS. Because it's a a long lineup, it's an athletic lineup. They do uh, things like base hits, clutch hitting. It's a lefty-righty lineup. It's not dominant from either side. Their bullpen is shut down. 
they can get a big start out of any one of those guys. Like, uh, like you know, uh, what's his name tonight? Um, sorry, excuse me, uh, Ventura tonight. You know, very solid start, five and a third. You know, four hits, one run, five strikeouts. Like, they can get that kind of outing out of their guys. I think it's clear cut that I would rather play the Blue Jays. I think they match up better against the Blue Jays. Bob, what do you think? Well, I think right now I think I, I agree with Cal. And, and the reason is, first of all, I'm not, I don't really follow either one of these teams except when they play the Mets, you know. I mean, that's how crazy I am, but that's that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a really, uh, you know, of all the teams out there, I would love to see the Mets play the Yankees right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> with no, with my history. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the, uh, uh, I don't think there's a difference. As a matter of fact, there was a tremendous play just made by a, a Blue Jay right now in this game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's still 2-1, to one, by the way. Okay, uh, right. the uh, I I'm, I'm not, but I I don't think I don't think uh, I I agree with Cal from what what I've read, what I've seen uh, the, recently. They look like there's really no difference to me. Okay, right. I don't That's see a fair. difference there. Yeah. Okay. And now I I have a I have one that I uh, have. I I think you're one of the few people that can speak to this, Bob. And we yes, haven't sir. talked about this guy enough in this in this podcast tonight, Cal. And that's Jerry's Familia. Have you ever, Bob, you've been watching the Mets the whole time. (laughs) Right. For all of it. Yeah. Have you ever been this comfortable and confident with a Mets closer in your life? Well, I was pretty confident the other day until it started rain. Right. The rain made made us all very nervous. (laughs) <laughs> I no, I think like the guy's fantastic. Started raining. Can this rain stop? <laughs> no, no. Exactly. And and uh, I didn't use those kind of words. They're a little tougher words than that. But the right. um, <laughs> but the, uh, uh, the familiar is interesting because he was never really groomed at the beginning to be a relief no. pitcher. He was going to be a starter. I got to say this though, Bob. He's Cal's yeah. guy. Cal has Cal has two guys on this team. I have one. Cal yeah. has, Cal has Noah Syndergaard. Who Cal? So, well, tell the story, Cal. It's a great story. Tell the story. Well, I saw Noah Syndergaard pitch at City Field back in 2013 in the Futures game. Right. So this was this was during All Star Weekend, and he pitched he uh, in the Futures game. He was 20 he was at the time. Years yeah. old. And uh, his stuff was just. I mean, I saw him I in person. The, I still have the text. Well, the te- yeah. well, the, the the thing that we always say, and I always said this when people were talking about trading a pitcher to bring offense in, it was all, and that was and that was the big thought at the beginning of the year. You've got you've got more than enough pitching. You've got no offense. Just trade one of the pitchers and bring somebody in. And the name Syndergaard always came up. Right. And what did I say, Steve? The 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 text message that day, and you kept saying it over the next two years. The text message that day, Bob, I, I texted right. Cal. I said, hey, how is it at this you know this Futures game? It's so cool that you're there and stuff. They said, yeah, it's awesome. I'm about to see Syndergaard. And Syndergaard pitched like the bottom of the first and like struck out the side and like hit 100 on the gun or something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And Cal, Cal texted back to me quite simply, quite simply, under no circumstances. Well, he was right. He, he, he and should that's be a scout what, for the Mets. You should be a scout we, there, bud. That's I wish we called him. That's what we've called him since then. He is he is oh, Noah is yeah. 
under no circumstances <clears throat> kindergarten. Speaking about that, uh, uh, Cal, uh, uh, and uh, Stephen knows that the uh, Major League uh, Baseball Winter Meeting is going to be here in Nashville. Right. And I already invited uh, Steve to come down. If you'd like yep. to come down to Nash- Nashville to see that, that's going to be in December, by all means, let me know, and you have a place to stay. And now, it's at the hotel, or- Cal, that I stayed at for the retreat. That, oh, it's going right. to be right there, yeah. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, that's cool. And, and I just want to let you, let you know that, okay, because I was there a couple of years ago when it was here, and I got to see all kinds of people. It was amazing. Oh, <laughs> that, is the, awesome. uh, that is the biggest hotel in captivity. That thing is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Holy yeah. macaroni. Yeah. Uh, and, I, was, and, uh, I was winded. <laughs> we had a good time. I, I enjoyed I, – I, I hadn't seen you in a long time personally, you know. Yeah. And, and it was like it was like you never left. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's a bit we, – we sat down, Cal, and, and, uh, and had a, a glass or a three of wine and, and uh, talked with Michelle, and, and uh, the Mets were about to embark on this run. And, um, yeah, that was really great. And and uh, I, it, it's just been magnificent. Uh, Cal, it, did you have something for Bob? No. You look like you're about to say something. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. No, I just, I, Bobby, it's 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 unbelievable for somebody who's been a fan as long as you have and has seen every up and down of this team, and also has schooled us many times in patience or you're so yeah. down on them, it'll turn around. And, you know, you're a lot like my dad in that way with the Mets. My dad is always, you know, very optimistic when it comes to the Metropolitans. And, um, you know, this well, is the kind of... got to understand, you, your dad and I grew up when there was the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, as bad as anything is, they, you know, the Mets have won a couple of World Series already. You know what I mean? Right. Think about the right. Dodgers back then, you know. <laughs> and they all lived in the neighborhood. Oh yeah, the, my father was a good. My father knew Carfarello very well. He he worked with him, and you know they were in construction together. I met him. You know, I went to Evans Field once, and and uh, that's really what made me a big baseball fan. I think I mentioned that before, right? Because uh, you know, I, you know, from being from the streets, uh, you know, Brooklyn, and going to a baseball game, it was terrific. You know. Yeah. But I think that I still have that memory after so many years. You know. And I then, love uh, I, I love the idea that Carfarello had to have a job. I met him, uh, you know, my father was a you know construction guy and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I met him uh, through my father and, and he, uh, and actually he was really the, the one person that I did meet from, you know, Dodgers, of course I've heard yeah. about a lot of them, but the real one person and, and from what I understand, they all were the same way. They lived in the neighborhood they went to the stores, you know, to the same store you went to. Yep. Uh, uh, people uh, people would, when they brought their family in, they were welcomed in as part of the neighborhood, part of the family. That's how it was back then, okay? Uh, I don't, but, uh, you, know, I, 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 you know, I remember that. That was, that was when, you know, that was the difference. And, you know, you couldn't mention, you know, when I was growing up, you couldn't mention the word Yankees, you know. <laughs> that was the end of it. <laughs> uh, I love Mets, it. You know, you know that, but that's how it was. You know, your your father knows that. He's a little older than me, and tell him I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. what do you? So so Bobby, will you come back on with us uh, during the World Series next week? I uh, sure will, and I, I just want to take the time to say hello, and you know, and and I've been waiting for you to go back online, okay? Yeah. And yep. and uh, and uh, Cal, uh, congratulations to you. Uh, oh, thank and you. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. 
and 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 uh, and I could and uh, I uh, I was waiting to get a, a friend of mine is a real Cubs fan, and he oh, shot away. I had a lot. There was a lot of Cubs fans right here. Okay, and oh, yeah. uh, and uh, and and uh, he. he uh, uh, we're gonna, we, I'll get him to call in one of these days, also. Okay, but uh, right. and it, it was very interesting. The whole situation was very interesting. Think about those fans, you know. <laughs> yeah, and they well, love the Cubs. I mean, they love the Cubs, you know. Yeah, they do. But you know what? I don't feel bad for them. Sorry, uh, I, I can't say that because <laughs> you know, because we, we may be monitored. I got to live here, you know. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, we'll talk to you during the week. Enjoy. Okay, the guys, and, and uh, congratulations day. once again. And okay. uh, give my love to the family, pal. Well, you too. All right. Okay. Bye bye. The best, Cal. The best. So here's another here's another drop in, based on something that Bob said. Let's have it. He brought up a he brought up a really good point. I've been receiving texts and congratulations all week. Like <laughs> no, I've done me too. No. Right. <laughs> it's the craziest. I'm getting calls. I'm, I know. It's it's just it's it's so weird. And, is, and but and it plays out exactly like I don't I don't I'm not embarrassed to then say thank you. No. Like, here, uh, here's a con- congratulations on the Mets. Oh, thanks, it's great. Not yep. like why are you congra- Not why are you congratulating me? I didn't do anything. I'm just yep. accepting it. It's a fascinating uh, situation for me, being where I live now. Right. And being in Newtown, you know, 30 minutes, uh, 30 miles outside of Philly and really Philly territory. And wearing the hats and the boys wearing the hats and stuff. And tonight we went out for pizza and I had my Met hat on and a guy in line was like, it kills me to say it, but congratulations. You know, and I said, I went, thanks. That's great. I said, you know, it's I said, look, you know, we've suffered. It's great, you know. It's it's been a rough go, and and then I said, my you know my boys are really enjoying it. They were sitting over at a table eating pizza, or whatever. I hadn't left yeah. them alone. I I could see them, and uh, <laughs> and uh, they took it in the back. And Casey's wearing right, and Casey's wearing his Met hat as he does every day. Every day, gets up and puts his Met hat on, and he goes, uh, "Oh yeah, you're bringing them up as Met fans." Yeah, and he laughed, and he was totally nice, and totally, oh, you're bringing them up the wrong way too, huh? Bringing them up as Met fans. And I said to him, I said, this is the payoff. I said, for the five years of abuse I took, uh-huh. this is this is the payoff. This and is you, what I you, told everybody, and I that's why I wanted to bring that up. That's where I was going. Yeah. On a personal level, this is really huge for the Mets to do this because I have taken a beaten a beaten a beating I've taken a beaten because I'm from the streets of Greenpoint now in Brooklyn no I've taken a beating about about the kids with their with their sports stuff and how many right. times have I seen on Facebook or something, oh, that's child abuse. You should call social services when I've posted a picture with Wesley or Casey uh, with a Mets hat on or a Mets jersey or, you know, or a Jets jersey or an Islander jersey, but mostly the Mets. And, and I've always responded, yeah, but when they win, it's going to be so great for these guys. You know, this builds character, <laughs> you know. If and you that, get, that was if, always the line. 
Yeah, if you can stick with this team through this kind of thing, when they win, it's going to be so great. And you know what? It friggin' is. It is. My kids are walking around Newtown, Pennsylvania with Mets stuff on, and people are looking at them and having a nod and say, congratulations. And you know what? Like, And, and they're proud to be Mets fans. They want to wear their Mets stuff every day. They wanted to when they were losing 100 games, too. But but they they you know now when they wear it they don't get made fun of. Yeah. So you know what I, I took and you know I took that personally. We talked about it on the program a bunch of oh, times. Oh I know. Yep. That pissed pissed me off no end. You know especially from Yankee fans like as if they were raising their children to be better children than mine. You know like oh how could you do that? Why don't you give them a winning team? You know what? Why don't I make him a jerk while I'm at it? Why don't I teach him to, like, disrespect other people while I'm there? You know, and just, it's it's huge. It's huge. And that goes right into it. That goes into the congratulatory calls or texts or whatever that I've gotten. Or that I've gotten on the street here. <laughs> like, people just on the street. Yep. And the Philly fans, I gotta say, have been great. It helps a ton that, like... We didn't edge out the Phillies to win right. the division oh, sure. or something. Right. Like the yeah, Phillies if we had are beaten awful. the Phillies to get to the World Series, oh, yeah, it would have been a yeah, No, no. Right. The, the Phillies are awful. They're rebuilding. So, you know, it's some of it's been begrudgingly. Yeah. You know what? This is why. This is why. And yeah, I'm, I watched, got the, I, you know, I'm watching the games with my kids and stuff. Like, I'm watching playoff games with my children. How could you possibly be a jerk and, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I got a little. No, no, a little it's okay. I got. I. I. You know. I. I. On the weekends, I've got my Met hat on all the time, and and you know whether they're winning ninety games in the World Series or they're winning seventy games and they and they're a joke. Yeah. I'm never Where embarrassed the to wear my 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 Mets or Jet stuff. Never embarrassed. Right. And every now and then I, you I get have the a comment. choice. We've said it. Right. We have a choice. Right. Yeah. We choose to do that. I've chosen to be a Mets fan. Yeah, it's it sucked a lot of the time. But uh, and see, for, you know what? And for me, I I never got the comments. I mean, every now and then you'd get like from the deli guy would look at you and be like, ah, oh, tough team or whatever, and it, you know, wouldn't be that bad. But more often than not, it was just like I was ignored. Like I could be right. walking around invisible. <laughs> it means nothing. <laughs> now, oh yeah, on Mars, invisible on Mars. Now. I walk around with my Mets hat. With Bruno people, Mars? With Bruno Mars. People comment. I'm, I'm talking to strangers all the time now. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. People, people comment the number of other people wearing Mets. Like, I would walk through ShopRite on a Sunday when, like, the population of Guam would be in the store at the same time. That's how packed it was. On Mars. And I couldn't. On Mars. Guam on Mars. I couldn't find <laughs> any other blue and orange anywhere. Now, everywhere I look, somebody's got a shirt on. Somebody's got a hat on. You know? Here's another one. Gonna drop this one in. When the local <laughs> weather woman, like when the local weather girl says, oh, let's go Mets! And she's got like Mr. Right. Met. On a, right, 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 right. Like all of a sudden now. She's got Mr. Met where? Well, finish, finish that thought, please. 
on a stick. On a st- I don't feel like that's. I feel like that's a little rough on Mr. Met. Not actual <laughs> Mr. Met. Oh, I see. Like a puppet or a yeah. pennant or something. Casey, Casey no. has a little Mr. Met stuffed animal. He's sleeping with him tonight. Or they're that's outside right. of a bar. My son's sleeping with Mr. Met. Fine, it can finally be said. Fine. <laughs> no, and I'm, James, and I'm, proud, James. And I'm proud of him. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say my son is uh, is sleeping with Mr. Met tonight. Again. No, my but my son has a Mr. Met that's like one of his little guys. Come on. Yeah. Yes, of course. Look, the way that these kids have taken to this, I I couldn't have predicted. That's great, though. I know I I've love... influenced it hugely, but I they they have just taken to it like I could not have possibly predicted. I mean, one one of my favorite things ever is the <laughs> fact that your two year old actually <laughs> demands that you put the game on for him. He does a game does. that's already happened. He does. He demands it, and he loses his mind if it is not done immediately. <laughs> loses his mind. Has like a complete two-year-old tantrum. If it's like, like a, a cookie-cutter two-year-old tantrum. An industry standard, by-the-book two-year-old tantrum if I don't put it on immediately. Like I envision somebody really important wants something immediately and doesn't get it. And has people fired. That's him. Right? Like, Casey. This is going to cost somebody their job if it's not put on immediately. <laughs> My two-year-old. Mets, Daddy. Mets. Mets. Mets game. 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 Okay, Casey. I'm getting it. Hold on. Let me just I'll put it on. Hold on. I get it. No! Put you in the... Right. You're in the middle of pouring cereal and you drop the yeah. milk all over the place to run and put the Mets game on before he really loses it. Yeah. No, he's, you he's, drop he's, a glass plate. I mean, they're, they're both like, Wesley wakes up in the morning after the postseason games and says, did they win? And these are the first words out of his mouth. Did the Mets win? You know, I mean, they're into it. They're, they're, they're totally into it. So it's been, it's been magnificent. And that's the payoff. That, that's, yep. So that's unbelievable. I, I want to do a little bit on the World Series, um, okay. a little bit more, and just talk about the rotation because we've been talking about this. And this is the big uh, Cespedes uh, had a shot in his arm today. Supposedly he's going to be okay. Um, supposedly he's going to play. I, I can't even address that because if he doesn't play, holy moly, he's going to so play. Let's just say he's going to play. Gonna the play. big, uh, the popular scuttlebutt going into uh, the series. Popular scuttlebutt? What am I doing? That you, did you subscribe to that magazine? Popular <laughs> scuttlebutt? <laughs> the monthly. Did you did your dad get popular mechanics? No. That was a subscription. Oh, Joey Bats just did a two run home run. And they took the lead. No, tied it up. Casey had gotten a run in the seventh. So it's so it's three to one and it's three three. Joey Bats ties it up. So, wow. Well, well, well. This just got interesting. Well, well, well. I believe that's Joey Bats' second home run of the game. God, he scares me. That's what I mean. 
But but still, I, the Royals make me. I'm telling you, I don't want any part of the Royals. I'm telling you. You know they what? Are on, they talking. are on a mission. They have been in first place since day one of the season. They were in the World Series last year, and if you know, they could have easily won it if Salvador Perez hadn't swung at a ball in his eyes. They have. I mean, they are on a mission. They are on a mission. Toronto never been there before. Great hitters. I don't like that. their pen is not that good. Their starting pitch is not that good. I'd rather play Toronto. There, I said it. I'm out there. You know how um, you hate when I say that things are due. That drives you crazy, doesn't it? It does. I know. I know. Um, along those lines, can you see the Royals losing to? a different National League team two years in a row on their home field in the World Series. Right. That's why I, I don't get any part of the Royals. Right, but I mean, like, that, that's not a, it's not a statistic. That's just a gut feeling. Yeah. But, but I can't see it happening. That's not saying they're due. That's saying that they're a really good team who was there last year and is going to play a different team that's never been there before uh, with young pitching, and they... Uh, yeah, that's not uh, – no, that's not saying they're due, and I totally agree with you. Like, that makes me – I think they can beat the Royals. I think they can beat the Blue Jays. But I'd rather play the Blue Jays. You know, did I you feel see, better about their chances against the Blue Jays. Did you see in the last inning – so the, the, uh, Batista hit that home run. It was the top of the eighth, right? It's the top of the eighth? Okay. In the bottom of the seventh, uh, Fox put a graphic up. Advertising the World Series on Fox. Game right. one, Tuesday, seven thirty. Mets versus Royals. Right. They put oh. that up on the screen. Eek! In the seventh inning. Oh, looking at Congratulations it. to the Red Sox. Yeah. Right. Didn't they put that up at Shea? Yes. They congr- No, they congratulated Bruce Hurst on winning the MVP. Oh, that's right. Right, right, right. That's what it was. And they um, quickly took it down. What's your rotation? Tell me about the rotation about the series, and then we'll get to the fun load. Oh, about the series? Okay. Yeah, the um, World Series, where the New York Mets are going to be playing. Okay, because I, I thought I was going to tell you that I typically go 90 degrees counterclockwise. Get it? Rotation? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. This thing on? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> These are the jokes, people. Popular scuttlebutt. <laughs> I can't believe your dad didn't get popular mechanics. He didn't read magazines. It was my was, dad. What was the other one? Popular science. Popular science was the other one. Car and driver was another Never one. Got, my dad didn't get car and driver. Scott did. Scott got. My father never. Yeah, my father never read magazines. He was too busy actually working on things. Mechanical. Well, so was so was my dad. My dad. That's why he got those magazines. Yeah, but he. But that's that's my point. My father wouldn't. Like, I don't need to read the magazine. I'm just doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just very arrogant. Very arrogant about it. <laughs> I'm just. Um, I'm just okay. breaking it. Pitching rotation. Um. Well, we got some. We got information today, which would make me change my mind if Jacob Degrom is too tired to start Game One. Right, we, but there, there's a lot of. I don't believe anything that I heard today. I really don't. Okay. I don't think they've made okay. up their mind. 
I think they're I think they're waiting to see who they play. Yeah, that's probably right. So in in a perfect world, best case scenario, I would go um I would go Harvey, Syndergaard, DeGrom, Mats. Now, if Harvey, you're playing the if you're, DeGrom. if you're playing the Blue Jays, does Mats pitch? Or is that Cologne in game four? Because the Blue Jays absolutely eat up left handed pitching. I would pitch Cologne in game four. And I would consider Cologne in game four against the Royals, too. I didn't like what I saw out of Mats in the two games that he pitched. You don't like Mats. Admit it. There's something about him. It's true. You don't like his attitude. Yeah, there's, there's some, there is something there that's just not sitting right with me. I don't know what it is. I, it's, and it, it's not even like I can explain it. There's something there. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I think he's a good. I think he's a good pitcher. I think he's going to be along the lines of Jonathan Nice, but a really? better pitcher. But a better pitcher. Okay. But the same type of makeup. I don't see that. That's what I see. But it's okay. So you don't. They still have. They still have Wheeler. You don't so you don't hold with the idea that scouts and Terry Collins and like Alderson is that like they love him. I don't I don't believe them. Like they've talked about him being the best of the bunch. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, they've they've talked about him with his makeup being like the best of the bunch, being an ace of the staff. A one or two pitcher. What is he, 22, 23? He's 24. 24? You can remember he got a late start, but... Well, he no, had the Tommy John. He, yeah, he's not going to be the ace of the staff. That's... He's... I don't know. So Look, you see the, more You see more Jonathan Neese than Clayton Kershaw. That's what you see. Yes. Clearly. Yes. He's actually 20... No, he's 24. You're right. I'm sorry. Ward Millville High School. Yeah. Pride of Long Island. You know who he reminds me of? You know who he, you know who my comp for him is? Bobby Ojeda. Nah, he throws way too hard to be Bobby Ojeda. Um, Okay. My comp for him is David Price. Not bad. Even even his mentality and stuff. Yeah. My comp for him is David Price. Um, so you're throwing Cologne in Game Four, no matter what. I would I, no matter definitely against the Blue Jays. Perhaps against the Royals. Okay, I I disagree, respectfully. I'm throwing Mats in that game, no matter what. But you're wrong. But right, go on. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and I'll and I'll have Cologne backing him up in that game, and that's fine. I I think that I think that Matt's um, will be fine. 
I think he'll be good. I think after three games of throwing the three other guys, when you throw a lefty that throws that hard um, and can do what he does, I don't have a problem starting him in a game four. Um, it's also not a swing game. I wouldn't start him in a game three. I wouldn't start him in a game five. Um, but I, I have no problem starting him in game four of a series. If I'm down 3-0, maybe not. Maybe that's the only spot I don't. I go to Cologne and I try to make sure I get a win. Down uh, 3-0? Yeah, I think maybe down 3-0 is the only spot I think about going to Cologne. Or even going back to like my game yeah, one starter on three days that's rest. Right. Um, but that said, I, I have a lot of confidence in Matt's. I know uh, a lot of people don't, and I and I understand why. I have a ton of confidence in the kid. But okay. I, I I agree. I'm starting to agree with you on the Harvey, Syndergaard, DeGrom, Matt's tip. Well, um, the flipping of Harvey and DeGrom, right? Yeah. I I still want – if DeGrom can pitch in game one and he's not fatigued, I would go uh, – I would go DeGrom, Syndergaard, Harvey, Matt's. DeGrom, uh, Syndergaard, Syndergaard, Harvey. Harvey. Right. Yeah. I think... Because um, that has everybody on regular rest. A. And B, it has... Well, no, DeGrom, it doesn't because... It does. Because Har- no, well, Harvey is supposed to, is scheduled to pitch next. So if you Harvey, pitch Harvey in game... Three. Yeah. He's, he's on regular rest for game seven. Oh, throughout the series, yes. Right. That keeps every guy on regular rest. Okay. And it, and, it, and it gives me DeGrom on three days rest in game seven to back up Harvey. Right. Because I'm envisioning, right. if it gets to a game seven, I'm envisioning like Harvey gives you six, like really good gutty innings. And then you, you throw DeGrom in there for like the seventh and the eighth. And then you go to right. Amelia. And you never have to touch the eighth inning guys. Right. If you, if you have the opportunity to win. You're right. But... I could see flipping it, and I could see Harvey game one and game five, and Degrom game three and game seven. I just Degrom's their best pitcher. Yeah, but what it's but what it sounds like they're considering is Harvey Degrom one and two. Right, and, that's and another consideration. And they're trying to figure out the order. I don't like that. Because I don't like Cindergard in the pivot game. In the game five. Or in the game in the game, in game three, three. And, in game three. And game seven. In game seven. I don't like Cindergard on the road in game seven. Right. I don't mind him in game three at home. I think he'd be great in that game. Do you feel that the home the home away stuff is getting a little overblown with him, Cal, now at this no. point? No. Because he's pitched two games in the playoffs, and he was much better at home than he was in, in L.A. He wasn't bad in L.A. He wasn't bad in L.A. He was – I thought he was pretty good in L.A. He was great. He was great, but he was even better at home. I see, I see, just a, I see more comfort in him at home. <laughs> I, that's what I see. Okay. What can I tell you? I, I, I don't disagree. Look, I don't disagree that he's been better. He's, he's been better at home. He's he's but I awesome, think it's a little I Steve. think it's a little overblown. It's not I'm not overblowing it by saying 
that awesome wherever he is, but he's even better at home. Right. Okay. How's that? Yeah. No, that's that's good. Yeah. There you can. Yeah, you can't say I don't want to pitch him on the road because he's not good on the road. Let me. That's not true. Yeah. No. That's not and true. that's what's that's what's being said. Yeah. That but that's clearly it's not true anymore. Let me let me let me uh, frame it this way. You have confidence in him in both. You have more confidence at home. Yes. Because to me right now with these pitchers, it's all about confidence. Like as a, right. as, a, as, a, as a fan watching them and, and as a fan of the team, when DeGrom goes out there, I have the utmost confidence we're going to win the game. I'm, I'm like 100% on that guy. Yeah. When Harvey goes out there, I'm like 90%. I tell you, Syndergaard is creeping into the ninety to ninety-five percent. He is for me, but maybe he's ninety-five percent at home, ninety on the road. Is that fair? That's fair. Yes, that's fair. Who do I you remember teach was... in Game One? Ugh, I was hoping you didn't ask me that. Well, I, I'm just righty pitcher. They're playing the Royals, and it's uh, it's Ventura. It's gonna be a... Or it's Cueto, say. It's probably well, okay. Um, Royals Cueto game one. I'm DHing Kelly Johnson. So yeah. what's your lineup? What's your lineup look like? Give me the lineup. My lineup. Give my me the lineup. lineup. My lineup. My lineup. Be the same <laughs> as it normally is. And I would throw Kelly Johnson in after Darno. So I'd go Granderson, Wright, Murphy, Cespedes, Duda, Darno, Johnson. Who am I missing? You need a left fielder and a shortstop. Flores. So you hit Conforto nine in that configuration. I would. I would because I think I, I – and, and I apologize. I know you love the kid. I think – it feels like it's a little big for him right now. I, I no, I, I, I agree. He you know, had some I would, really good swings though. Yeah, yeah and I would. He had hit some atom balls, and I wouldn't sit him. I wouldn't sit him because he's your best option. But I think if you bat him ninth, you take a little bit of pressure off of him by putting him at the bottom of the lineup. Yeah, yeah, that's I what agree. I would do. That's what I would do because your other here are your other options. You could you could DH Kirk Newenheis. No, he's not going to be on the roster if Uribe is. Um, so Uribe, right. Uribe, Eddie Coleman said today that uh, Uribe is pushing to be on the roster, and they're going to try to get him on, and they'll evaluate it on Monday, but he has a shot to be on. If he's on, okay, then he's on. Right. Um, so then your other option is uh, is Kadire. Right. But you're not going to start Kadire against the righty. But, the, but if the Royals have no lefties, you're not going to play Kadire at all? No, I'm gonna pinch I hit him think. against the lefty yeah, in the bullpen. I, I don't, I don't see them sitting him no chance, the entire Cal. series. He's not gonna hit I, against righties. He's not. I, I now, agree. If, with you. if I you're playing, if you're playing the Blue Jays and you're facing David Price in Game One, Kadir's gonna then, be a DH. Then Kadir could be a D, unless you rebase healthy, Cal. Then you rebase your DH. He's gonna no. He'll DH Kadir. Well, maybe he starts Kadir in left field in that scenario. Uh, right. That's, well, yeah. You, well, 
No, I, I think I don't know. I think you're I think you're overestimating how they feel about Kadai right now, Brian. Maybe I am. I think Maybe they I view am. him as a bench bat. I think against the lefty, you're going to see Lagaris, Cespedes, and Grandy in the outfield, and you're going yeah, to I see agree with that. at DH. You're going to see Uribe or Kadir at DH. You're not going to right. see Kadir play in the outfield. You're not. No, you're you not. Might see after, after the game, after the game one debacle in Los Angeles. Yeah, no, you might never see him in the outfield again. Actually, he may just be a backup first baseman next year. Hopefully not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, and he, I mean, I, he really, you know, we joke about him being 62 years old, but he really, that he looks like he's an he old man old. right now. He looks old. The game looks how like big, it's way too fast for him. How big and how important is Juan Uribe to be back for this series? I don't know because he hasn't played in a month. I, I don't, don't know. Care. I want him active. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. He's, I don't he's know played what in two you. World Series. Uh, does, he give me more than, does he give me more than Kadir? He does. I Yeah. Oh, you. You were asking yourself the question to answer it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I thought you were asking me. No. I jumped in. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Yeah. No. Um, does he give you more than Kadir? Though, seriously, he does. He just did I, I answered it again. <laughs> in a different way, though. You can't help yourself. Does he... Gun to your head. Give... <laughs> True, Sarah. <laughs> How about if the gun had truth serum in it? Right. A truth serum. I, I don't know if I would put truth serum in somebody's head. That's a good point. Doesn't usually work up there. Should probably go to the veins. In the veins. Yeah. All right. You should probably have it injected into your vein. Yeah. Okay. You're good on that? I'm good. That's <laughs> what I would do. You feel strongly? All right, should we, should we, we've been talking about the Mets for two hours. Should we wrap here and go to the fun load? Um, last question for you. Here, popular scuttlebutt have this in their recent edition. <laughs> Back in the, in the like October issue. Yeah, the October issue was a graphic and a, and a popular public. scuttlebutt. Right. Yeah, it was a, yeah, they had a, it was one page and it was a bar graph. And the question okay. was, um, or maybe it was a pie chart. I can't remember. Uh, it was a pie days, graph. It was for five days off before the World Series. The Mets have five days off. Yep. Right? A lot of time off. They had a lot of momentum in the Cubs series. Is it going to hurt them? Yes or no? So the question to you, well, before I ask you the question, I'll present you with the facts. (laughs) The facts remain. Just the facts um, with Brian Calvey. Of uh, 15, 15 times I that smell a segment. Just the facts. I smell a segment. Teen times where one team has had more rest than the other. Nine out of those fifteen times, the team with less rest won the World Series. Okay, so nine and six. Nine and six. Um, six times a team has had. Five days off. Or more. Or more. I don't know if it could be more. The Mets have had six days off. 
Oh, then, then, then it's six days off. Yeah, it's whatever the Mets have. But six times it's happened, and I think only once has that team won the World Series. Okay. So all of the facts and statistics point to this being a significant disadvantage for the Mets. Right. The Mets will tell you, Terry Collins will be very quick to tell you that this is I a love good when thing. I, I love when I get lawyer Cal. This is, is this your summation? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like, am I a jury member right now? I feel like a jury member right now. I'm, I'm pacing back and forth. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm looking at everybody equally. Ty is looking losing. at you, and you, and you. So the Mets will tell you that it's, it's good for them. It's good for the pitchers to have this time off. Statistics and history tell you that it's not good. Can you please phrase it as the Mets would have you believe? thing the Mets would do. The Mets would have you believe. And my (laughs) esteemed opponent would have you believe. Look, he's going to tell you that every time the team with more rest gets into the World Series, they're going to struggle. So they're going to struggle. He's going to tell you that. He's going to look you in the eye and tell you that the Mets don't have a chance to win. And what I'm asking you to do is to form your own opinion. Use the facts presented, listen to everything, and come up with the right decision. I rest. (laughs) That's what the Mets would have you believe. (laughs) But I ask you, Look in your heart. Um, I don't think it's going to be a problem. <laughs> I really don't. I'm. Re- I really don't. I really don't think it's good. They had. They had six days off before the uh, the division series. I don't think it's going to be a problem. They had five days off before the division series. They had five days off before the division series. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Uh, okay. I. 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 I don't. I don't. I'm not worried about it. Let me put it that way. And if anything, what the Mets would have me believe, I believe. I think it's good for their pitchers to have this time off. They've never thrown this many innings. None of them have ever thrown this many innings. Yeah. They are they are way over their innings and pitch limits and and you know pitch capacities and stuff like that. I think it's absolutely good for them. Absolutely and. It gives Cespedes six days off to rest whatever's wrong with his shoulder. I don't think it'll affect them at all. I don't. They have. All right. This is the last, my last point that I wanted to make. And I'm glad you, you brought this up because it reminded me that I wanted to make this point. Oh, you're welcome. America. <laughs> you're welcome, America. <laughs> The Mets have the absolute perfect, absolutely perfect manager for this situation and this layoff, like having the six days off. Terry Collins, it took him 1,600 games to get here. 1,600 games just to get to the playoffs. He's never been to the World Series. 35 years, 40 years in baseball, whatever it is. 
Obviously, this team responds to him. They like him. We were dead wrong on that, too. He has the pulse of this team. If anybody can emphasize to them that this is a once in six days, two days, one day, when you run out onto that field in Kansas City or Toronto, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. If anybody can keep them up and focused because of his story, it's him. And then the other guy is their captain. Again, if anybody can walk around that clubhouse and be like, don't you dare get complacent. Don't you dare think we've won anything. Don't you dare relax. Because it took me 12 years to get here. And spinal stenosis and and Madoff and misery and uh, the butt of every joke in town in New York while Derek Jeter was winning championships. Well, one championship. But still, don't you dare. Don't you dare get lazy or, you know, not be up for this. They're going to be ready to run through a wall. So that's why I don't think it's going to be an issue. I really don't. I think um, that's a great point about the people in that locker room because forget about just Collins and David Wright. Guys like Uribe, guys like Kadire, guys like Granderson, Kelly Johnson. Kelly Johnson. They, they've got guys that have been Cespedes. Cespedes. Cespedes was in the playoffs three of his four years. They know what this is all about. I think you're right. I think, I think, and that, again, let's go back and, and come full circle as we finish this up and credit Sandy Alderson for the team that he put together, the mix yep. of players that he put together, yep. the mix of hungry, hungry young pitchers and veterans who know exactly what you need to do. Bartolo Colon, right? Bartolo Colon. Never been to the World the, Series. This is um never been to the World Series. He's forty two years old. He's been pitching for yeah. twenty twenty seven years. <laughs> He's never yeah, been to the World Series. Statistics usually scare me, but I'm not that concerned about this. No, I I don't I I'm sorry. In this individual scenario, I don't think it makes a difference. Yeah, I agree. You know, so I, I, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait for Tuesday. I can't wait. I can't I know. effing wait. I can't. I can't. And I they know. have a Saturday and Sunday night game in this World Series at City they're Field. Playing, they're playing on Halloween. Yep. Saturday night <laughs> in Halloween. They're playing on Halloween. on Halloween. The Mets are playing, listen to me, the Mets are playing baseball after they've moved the clocks back. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? Well, it's been, been a while since well, I said I'm sorry. I mean, we don't, we don't know for sure because that would be game five. But probably the Mets are playing a baseball game after they've moved the clocks back. The Mets are appearing on the Jimmy Kimmel show tonight. The Mets. Well, Jimmy Kimmel's <laughs> a big fan. Big fan. And he's in Brooklyn. But the Mets. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy pants here. And I'm loving every minute of it. I know. I think PJ hung up. Oh, good. He had enough. Oh, he's back. (laughs) Should we move to the fun load? We've done two hours and 15 minutes on a mess. 
I hey, look, it's the World Series. They They're deserve the World it. Series. Who cares? I agree. Don't yell at me, please. Please. Hey, uh, Jets Patriots. Jets Patriots. You like? The, I feel. I feel strangely confident about the Jets this weekend. I'm, I I I am not equipped to even discuss it. Sorry, yes, you I know are. I'm, you're oh, you're know, better than that. I'm not. I know I'm the co-host of a popular sports talk podcast, but I have not been paying attention to anything else. I swear to you. I swear to you. I didn't okay. watch a second of the Jets Redskins game. You didn't not watch a second. A second? Not a second of it. You know what I was doing? I was mowing the lawn because I was going to the game that night. I was going to the Mets game that night, so I had to get my chores done during the day. Wow. It's a tough, it's a tough gig over and come back. Listen, (laughs) if I want want to lead that kind of life, I got to play by the rules. Hey, I understand it. I had to do it too. You know. I had to do little things like that, but I just love it. I love the idea of I had to mow the lawn so I could go out later with my friends. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there was there was no chance I was going to get to sit on the couch and watch a football game and then get up and say, no. okay, I'm going to the Mets game. See you later. Feed the kids. Put in three hours on the Met game, uh, on the Jets game, and then, uh, yeah, I'm heading to City Field for the next six hours. I'll see you later. Just, yeah, it just doesn't work that way. Good luck with the girls. So, uh, so, so give give me three seconds on the Jets Patriots. What do you, what do you think? I feel I I I feel strangely confident about this team. Um, I think last week Ryan Fitzpatrick turned a bit of a corner for them in terms of like we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but the idea of him being a game manager and actually becoming a game manager because mm-hmm. he's not he's not one, uh, and he still threw some very confusing passes, but. Um, I feel very – I feel like it'll be a really good game. I think they'll be in there uh, tight with the Patriots. I think they match up pretty well. I think their defensive line uh, could do a job. And Chris Ivory's really good. He's really good. Is he underrated? He's tremendously underrated. And Brandon Marshall is – I mean, when they made that trade on this program, we were like, is this a joke? They just got yeah. that guy for a fifth-round pick. Um, he's a, he's a he's a number one go to big time receiver. Yeah. And so um, you know you see what he does with his catch radius. You know uh, our boy uh, uh, Dobbin uh, from Turn on the Jets talks so much about Brandon Marshall's catch radius, and the touchdown he had against the Redskins last week was the greatest example of this you've ever seen. Where he a terrible throw. I mean terrible throw that he like picked off the carpet and ran in for like a 30 yard touchdown. Uh-huh. Um, I feel, I feel, uh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to win, but I feel like they could, you I know, think what, nine, when, nine points is a silly spread. You know, even when they're bad, they play well up there. Yes. That's the reason. Todd, Todd Bowles. I mean, it's, it's happening, Cal. We've talked about it in the past, but it's happening. He's advertised, isn't he? The, the change in just the way they do everything is happening. And halftime adjustments. Halftime adjustments for this team have been so good. So good. The big, one of Rex's biggest downfalls has been so good. Yeah. Again, the, the Redskins game, they were trailing 13 to 10. You're kind of scratching your head and you're like, oh boy, they're really keeping this team around. And they came out in the second half and blew them away. Blew them out of the out of the place. So it's a good mix. 
Changelis doing a nice job calling plays. Uh, the defense is as advertised and got Sheldon Richardson back last week. I think it's going to be an excellent game. It's the old uh, formula, right? Run the ball really well, control the clock, keep Tom Brady off the field. You should be okay. You know, so we'll see. I'm 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 excited for that game. It'll be a nice, it'll be a nice uh, relaxing day. Hey, can All I right. remind you of the relaxing yeah. day you had back in 2000 during the World Series? Yeah, that's that's one of the great ones. How'd that turn out, that relaxing day? It turned out great because they won the game, but yeah, I that was my off day for the World Series. The, the Saturday and Sunday, the Mets and Yankees played. The Mets went down 2 nothing. Monday night at the Meadowlands was supposed to be my nice, relaxing Jet-Dolphin game, week seven. And uh, that was the Monday night miracle that came back to 30 points down. Did you go to that game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had this. We still had the seats. Yeah, that game didn't end until like one thirty in the morning. Too. Yep, stayed for the whole thing. The whole Jumbo Elliott. Yeah, that's fun. I was an unbelievably struggling actor then, so it's not like I had a job to go to the next day. I will say that. No, and I stayed with you the next night for the uh, for the Met Yankee game. Correct. That is so, correct. You wow, I, had, I did. Right. Wow. Yeah, I did have to get up and go to work though. Yes, you did. <laughs> I believe you were married at that point as well. I was, yeah, but I I stayed with you in the city. Right. I was a like a, a twenty. What was I? Twenty six year old. I was like a ten year old. Right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.